Well, Ulysses, uh, three out of four ain't too bad, especially against the pesky Mariners for the Tampa Bay Rays. Are the Mariners now pesky, not the Rays? Oh, my gosh, how times change. How the tables have turned. Yeah. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. Um, sleepy Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Lockdown Rays podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for making Lockdown Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Lockdown Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Lockdown Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Rays. And you can email us, Rays at gmail.com. Come, Ulysses, are you partially sleepy because you thought the Rays would pull out a four-game sweep and at the very last moment they did not? So that disrupted your evening and beyond? I will tell you, the the late games are just, (laughs) they're brutal, brutal, man. This whole week has been brutal. Um, And they they were close. And I know that there's some faction of the, of the fandom that's going to be like, oh, come on. You're kidding, You right? couldn't do four-game sweep after a three-game sweep. Who is this guy? That, who is this accent guy? I don't know. But they're no. out there. I tell you know they're out there. Um, no, so you're supposed to go 162 and zero. Exactly. Okay. No, this this team has been has been incredible. I mean, six in a row, get snapped, fine. But it was a close yeah. game. It was a get it was it was a getaway game. It was Mother's Day. It, so many factors and I think we still saw really good baseball, maybe not offensively speaking, but good pitching, good bullpenning, right. tremendous work by Yarbrough yesterday on Sunday. It's a nice bounce back for him. I think there were uh, even even at a loss, there were positives in it. Yeah, definitely some positives. And I mean, look, big picture here, like you said, Ulysses, six wins in a row, winning 13 of their last 17 games. The Rays are in the driver's seat yeah. right now. Now it might get a little bit more testy. This might be more of a, okay, how good really are you against the Angels on the road in this three-game series? More late-night baseball, which uh, we'll get to later on in this episode. But I think um, despite the loss, it, it was great to see Yarbrough battle and get through five innings pitched, four singles in a walk, and that's what you need. From We, we can't continue to have TBD bullpen days. That, that's just not going to work out for the entirety of the season. So for him to be able to keep the fly balls inside the ballpark and dot the edges versus the lefties and the righties yeah. and not get uh, out of his element after a mistake, for example, Francisco Mejia messing up the transfer while Eugenio Suarez is at the plate, you still are able to retire him. Little things like that make – a big deal getting some lefties out on backdoor pitches. If, if Yarbrough not saying that every start will be like that, but if he can be sort of a calming presence, I don't know what it is. I guess wasn't it Seattle where he almost had that complete game a couple of years back. Uh, yeah, it might yeah. be because he's, you know, he might well, be very comfortable in that element considering he is a former Mariner pitcher. Th- thank you. Yeah. That's gosh. We we're so organic and sometimes it looks so in sync. That was my next point. He is a former Mariner. Uh, Zunino was a, for, a former Mariner. They both had really good weekends. Yeah. 
I think there's some psychology to playing against your ex team. I don't know if it can be uh, the data can be extracted right. on how you play with um, your ex team, but I really do think this is my theory here, folks. You're you're on either end of the spectrum. Either you're you're a complete masher and you and you and you shut down the opposition of your ex team and you you look fabulous and your ex fandom is like, damn, really, bro? Yeah. Or it's what happened to Diego Castillo, and it's just meltdown city. And right. I, I, that's my, my that's my conspiracy theory. If you're playing your ex team, you're either going to be on one end of the spectrum or the other. There's no in between. There's no one for four with a blue hit. Like right. that doesn't exist. It's either complete mashing and complete shutting down the opposition, or complete meltdown. And what we saw on Saturday night, it was on Saturday night. Yeah. Dude, that was that was tough looking at Castillo struggling yeah. on the mound. I mean, Franco easy hit on the sinker. Harold Ramirez drops one off with the slider. Then there's a wild pitch. You're thinking, ah, oh, the wheels are coming off, and nobody in Seattle yeah. is doing anything about it. And then ultimately, uh, uh, the grand slam right uh, happens. It was tough looking at Castillo like that. Yeah, um, I do want to say this. There, I think from every game over the course of the weekend, there's positives to take out. But and I know we're not locked on Mariners, but I've also got to give a shout out to George Kirby making his MLB debut, getting called up cool. from Double A and having the type of performance he did. I mean, yeah. he comes right up, strikes out the side against the race, and I think you know, again, we're not a Mariners podcast, but just looking at it from that lens, the Rays facing them. It almost seems like that might be their Shane Boz, and that might be he might be the guy that. Not saying he's the savior, but when the Rays were struggling last season, it against the Mariners, they had that sweep. It was like, okay, we got to make some kind of splash. Let's call up Wander Franco. Yeah, and they went and did that, and I think you could see the same for George George Kirby because with that that slider to lefties, oh my goodness, and then just being able to put that ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine fastball above the bats of most any raise hitter pretty pretty impressive stuff so i think he's going to be um a big uh big component for this team going forward something that they need a little bit of a spark because as the rays are doing so have been sliding they've, they've kind of, they're kind of two teams in opposite directions right now yeah i mean they've lost three series in a row and they had a really bad road trip to the east coast facing the race and the and the, and the marlins didn't have a good time coming back to the West. So then, you know, yeah, it, it, it's, it, it happens. I don't think the Mariners are in any type of trouble. But going back to the Rays, man, I do want to point out, I think the defense is starting to shine again. And it's just a part of how when things are going right, everything else just kind of yeah. falls into place. You didn't see the bats heating up. Then the defense was starting to falter. We were like, what is this? This is not the fundamentals. The base running was all over the place. I feel like some of those things that we were zooming in yeah. maybe 10 days ago and being frustrated about them, now they're not such a big issue. Again. The, the yeah. defense. The, the, I'm, Isaac Paredes, that arm, love it. Strong arm, accurate from the, his knees, made a play. Um, Rasmussen and Diaz had a great you know, PFP-type play um, in his start on Saturday. Uh, I, I I think it's starting to happen. Well, Isaac Paredes might not see him for a while, considering he was sent down. But uh, but no, but it's still. I mean, it was yeah. still an impressive play, regardless of him right. being in Triple A. Um, Taylor Walls absolutely over the last week, week and a half, 
Brett Phillips, we know about all that he can do. Yeah, we've seen some some good glove work for sure. Uh, Bet online, it is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs as well as the start of the baseball season. Bet online, it is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, it is where the game starts. Um, speaking of defense, I did notice a Brandon Lau miscue uh, did you? on Sunday's game past the diving B Lau. Now I see what you mean. Yeah, diving to his left, and it ended up not scoring a run. I think the Rays got out of it uh, yesterday before the Mariners came back and won the game. But it was just outside of his reach, outside of his realm. So, I uh, I I get your point there again. It's only one play, but I imagine that's happened more than once. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and what frustrates me is that those types of play that plays that you're talking about. It's the glove is right there. It's either up or down. It's either a little bit too too far to the to the right or to the left, and he could have made the play and doesn't make the play. That's what's frustrating. Like if the guy dives and the thing was too hard hit, okay, yeah. fine, like that's a hit. But like he had, you were there, you yeah. had the shot to make the play. That's what's frustrating. Sort of like uh, if a ball is thrown to a first baseman and hits the glove or part of the glove, mm-hmm. it's like you should find a way to be able to get to that yes. some way. Or another, um, maybe Brandon Lau just needs to grow a couple more inches or have a longer arm. I don't know. Um, that ain't happening. Yeah, uh, but all in all, very, very, very positive weekend for the Rays. And as I alluded to, I think each day there was something to take. You look at Thursday's game. Shane McClanahan outpitched Robbie Ray for all intents and purposes. Yeah, uh, he didn't last as long, but he still went toe to toe and you know was as good, if not better, than him. Friday. In that 8-7 win, uh, Randy Rosarena, four-hit performance. That was something that was really, really needed. And eking out a win on a bullpen day where the Rays used six pitchers. And also, uh, thanks to Randy and others, the team took advantage of runners and scoring positions. Here, here's the thing. Explosion of runs, too. Eight. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Thursday's game, 4-3 win. Friday's game, 8-7 win. This series very well could have gone yeah. in, a, in a much, much different direction. But a win is a win is a win. Of course, Saturday, uh, the, the Mariners just didn't come to play. The Rays put it on them, winning 8-2. to two. Thankfully, Brandon Lau starting to show a little bit of power with two home runs. Another strong outing and performance from Drew Rasmussen, a Pacific Northwest kid. Maybe there's yeah. something to that uh, homely feel, if you will. Again, if Yarbs puts up what he did and Drew puts up what he did, five innings pitch, one run, two walks, five strikeouts, that's really, really what you're looking for. And then Sunday, of course, yes, it was a loss two to one, but uh, Manny Margot ahead comes back and returns. We're actually a little preview. Uh, we, we're going to go in depth on Manny Margot and Yandy Diaz, how great they've been this season yeah. on Tuesday's episode. And of course, uh, Ryan Yarbrough um, stepping up to the plate, so to speak. So I think all four days there were, there were some positive things that you could glean. And let me, I, I think I buried the lead a little bit. Okay. Brooks Rayleigh. Brooks Rayleigh yeah. was extremely valuable over the course of the weekend, used in three consecutive days, 
earning a win, a save, and a hold. And now you start to see, okay, this is why the Rays were comfortable with giving him a multi-year deal worth you know, $10 million that could be worth up to 15 and maybe $19 million, basically throwing a lot of money at a reliever, which the Rays don't typically do. And you know what? He looks good. He looks the part. I, again, I, I really, man, it would be so exciting to be a fly on that wall on that meeting where they had with Brooks Raley and the agent and said, Hey, this is what we have. This is what we're offering on you. you. Not only what we're yeah. offering you monetarily, uh, but what we're offering you uh, lengthwise with years and why we think that this is going to be the right place for you because yeah. of this, this, that all the charts that they probably had all the information like uh, that must've been one of the m- best most entertaining, most fulfilling meetings that that front yes. office has had. Because like now that you see Brooks really, like you see the the potential, you see what they probably saw six months ago, maybe a year ago when yeah. they were scouting this guy. Uh, no, I, I, I think he's a very stable part of the rotation, uh, yes. part of the bullpen, which man, it's so, that's, that's all you asked for. Yeah. And I, this is not a, a knock on Kittredge because I mean, Kittredge has been really Look, great ha- this Kittredge season. Kittredge will hang sliders on occasion. It happens. Yeah. It happened against Detroit last year. I remember it. Yeah. Uh, but 14 innings and, and a third 180, 80, right, he's, he's done fine. Like yeah. you, you're going to blow saves. It's just going to happen. But no, going back to Brooks really, I, I think he's the, he's their high leverage, uh, guy. It doesn't matter if it's in the yeah. sixth, seventh, eighth, or ninth. Oh, you, we we have to close it. It's it's a one run ball game. Yeah. Cool, Brooks. Here you go. Oh, it's the seventh inning, and there's men on first and second, and no out because our you know our starter didn't get us deep there. Right. Boom. Get us out of there. He's. I guess is it fair to say this year's Colin McHugh? Except Brooks is really only used as a one inning guy for the most part, at least so far. He's like an Andrew Miller. Yeah. Yeah. He's an Andrew Miller type. Like he's your best guy, and now you're going to deploy him whenever you need him um, the most. Yeah. He's like a Nick Anderson, actually. Yeah. Um, except healthy. Uh, except here's healthy. some fun numbers on Brooks Rayleigh: two ERA, .67 WHIP, twelve strikeouts. In nine innings pitched, uh, of course, he's got the kitchen sink of sinker, cutter, changeup, uh, slider, and curveball. And let me mention this. I, I'm looking up his savant uh, facts right now. Average exit velocity, 100th percentile. Can't get any better than that. Wow. Hard hit percentage, 100th percentile. Can't get any better than that. Fastball spin, 91st percentile. Curveball spin, 94th percentile. Strikeout percentage, 92nd percentile with percentage 87th percentile. This isn't a guy that throws 98, 99, if I recall. Yeah, no, this is fantastic. And I'm still, even though those percentiles were tremendous and I appreciate them, I'm going to go back to that big old traditional stat, that whip 0.67. That's that, that's you, you yummy lick your fingers at that whip. Yeah. Because a 0.67 whip coming from the bullpen, that's a guy who's going to attack the strike zone and with powerful, not even powerful stuff, but like dominating stuff where the, the result of it being hit is probably has a good chance of getting caught. Has yeah. a good chance of getting fielded correctly by by, by your defense, which if it's working right. correctly, which we're, we've noted that it is in the last ten games or so, 
man, it's good things are think good things are going to happen. Again, you don't have to have a blazing fastball to get guys to chase and swing and miss, and that's no. what Brooks Raley is doing right now. And I think uh, he's sort of just as Manny Margot and Yandy Diaz fall under the radar. I think Brooks Raley is sort of falling under the radar to some extent until we bring him up and talk about him a little bit. So uh, good on that front. Um, you, you mentioned yummy and delicious. Uh, Something else that's yummy and delicious, I think we can agree on, Built Bar. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, if you want to go crazy, you can put them a little bit in the microwave and then have some fun with that on your fingers, people, because it's covered in 100% real chocolate Built Bars. You know them. You love them. There are so many flavors. You won't ever get tired of them. So you got to go to Built.com because when you go to Built.com, you have so many flavors to choose from, but there's a little thing that we can give you. It's a promo code and it's locked 15, which gets you 15% off your order at built.com. So today get your fingers all yummy with chocolate. Fingers are healthy too, by the way. Calories range between 130 and 180. Come on, people. It's not going to get better than that. It's like hmm, Brooks Raley coming in in a high leverage situation. It's not going to get better than that. You've got it. Built Bar. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get yourself 15% off at built.com. All right. Uh, the Rays begin a three-game series against the LA Angels to, to wrap up this uh, nine-game West Coast road trip. And it's not going to be easy, at least the way the Angels have played no. so far this season. Now, I know they've gotten a breather playing the Lily Red Sox and the Nationals, but they still are 19 and 11 and have as good of, if not a better record than the Tampa Bay Rays and the pitching matchups uh, as they look so far tonight. We'll have Jeffrey Springs getting the start going up against Noah Syndergaard, who has had a resurgence and seems to be living up to that, what, $20 million one-year contract that yeah. the Angels gave him. The Angels needed starting pitching, so they had to go out and get it one way or the other. Uh, tomorrow, we've got Corey Kluber versus Reed Detmers, who's basically just an innings eater, 5-ERA type young guy, too. Uh, and then Wednesday, this is the the marquee. This, oh, yeah. This is, if there's only one baseball game, one regular season baseball game that you're going to watch this entire season as a race fan or maybe just a baseball fan in general, this will have to be the one. Shane McClanahan versus Shohei Otani. I don't know if this is going to be on national television or how. Wh whatever. Find a way to watch or listen to this game. I'm sorry. And there is no excuse. It's a 7 p.m. game on yes. Wednesday. It's a 7 p.m. game on Wednesday, just like if it were at the Trop. So, or maybe, okay, 30 minutes after it were at the Trop now that with yeah. the, game, the game time change. But regardless, it's 7 p.m. Wednesday, Otani v. McClanahan. That, I mean... Yes. I'm going to take off my, my, my raise hat for that one. Yeah. That is just pure good baseball fun. I have an issue with um, rivalries sometimes. Okay. And there's a point where I think rivalries are, are needed. Yes. <clears throat> Red Sox, <clears throat> Yankees. But I think sometimes they're dumb. Do we need them 19 times a year? Well, there you go. Um, the Angels. I've especially in the last three years, I love watching Trout do incredible things in Otani. I mean, yeah. Trout's been doing it since for like 10 years now, but um, so I don't really see a rivalry there. Seeing them play against the race though, it's always a treat. Yeah. And so like, I don't, I treat the angel series just because there's like two of the most 
generational talents. Like your right. grandkids are going to tell you, what? You got to see Mike Trout? Yeah. Grand- what? You get to see Otani? What did he do? Like, that's the kind of reaction you're going to get, except with a lot of bleeps. And you're going to be like, right. grandson, what are you talking about? What are you doing? Dropping those. Bombs is, that the, is that the same guy from the, the first minute of this episode? Is that the same voice? <laughs> yeah, it's the same guy. guy. He okay. has grandkids now. Yeah. He's less of a troll. going to be some annoying grandkids. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, man, I, I'm excited about this series. It's Trout. It's yeah. Otani. It's. I love it. I don't. I don't care. Like, yeah. Obviously, I want the race to win, and I want them to win the series. But you, like you said, you put your baseball cap on and just enjoy yeah. it because that's that's what I'm going to do. Just, just appreciate great ball players and even Syndergaard. Yeah. That's going to be something yeah. to watch too. So there's a lot to really like. This isn't the underachieving, at least so far. This isn't the underachieving Angels of the last eight years, where uh, yeah, they've got Trout and some other superstars, and they've got a ballooning payroll of 150, 175 million dollars, but they're only going to win, you know, between 77 and 84 games. Like this team, I think they're on pace to make the playoffs. And what's funny is that, you know, Mike Trout is absolutely having a great season, but it's really not <laughs> just Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. It's nope. guys named Taylor Ward who and, and Jared Walsh who are yeah. having huge, huge years. And part of the reason why the Angels are first in baseball in runs scored and tied for second in homers in all of baseball and third in OPS in all of baseball. So the offense is carrying this team. Uh, they've also, their starters have been very good this season between Syndergaard, Shoei Otani. The Rays are going to miss out on uh, uh, Sandoval and somebody else. I can't think of his name off the top Sandoval of my, is oh, my guy. Michael, Michael Lorenzen. Lorenzo. He leads the team in innings pitch. He's converted to a starter. He almost, I, I think, went a complete game the other day. So in the uh, offseason, he said he wanted to be more of, of have a longer leash. Right, yeah. right. So uh, again, I think this is going to be a, a really fun series. And um, LA Angel Stadium, you've been there, right? Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I was yeah. there in 2012. And also, I want to talk about the fact, man, <laughs> when Otani is. Um, being used this often does, does that as a baseball fan kind of like worry you or are you just like in for the ride and doesn't matter whatever you know you're a race fan so you don't care or, as far as like at bats yeah i mean dude he is not given a day off like otani yeah. has been on he the bat hasn't yeah, woken up so far maybe it doesn't wake up too much during this this series but i don't know i've i've seen his innings pitched i've seen his his game locks his at bats and i'm like Man, um, look, they're milking. Are you just rolling the, the dice? Yeah, <laughs> they're they're milking him for those the the four million dollars that he's making this year before he really cashes in. Like again, yeah. you kind of feel bad for him, but he's such a he, he's the reason one of the reasons among others that people are are packing the stadiums and, and going to watch and focus on the Angels. But honestly, like I don't really necessarily focus on the day to day of what Shohei Otani is doing when he faces the Rays or if there's a game on national television or, you know, maybe this year the angels actually make the playoffs and, you know, the world can see the greatness <laughs> of trout and Otani, but it's not like I'm uh, waking up every morning and saying, Oh my gosh, how did they give a, uh, uh, why haven't they given Otani a day off yet? Like I haven't really focused on that whatsoever, to be honest. Well, this is the thing. I, I, I just, 
this is a again like a generational talent when you when and so i it feels to me like man they must he must say hey i'm feeling fine and and they're easing him all the time it's joe madden too so i would have i would have right. thought a little bit of rest uh management and would, you know it, there. It, it, this might be a decision over the front office head this could be an Artie moreno decision of if he's available to play every day, have him play every day. Well, also, they've been kind of a joke, the Angels have been in the last like decade, because you've got the best player on the planet, and you and he has nine at-bats in the playoffs more than I do. Again, perennial underachievers. You can bank on them uh, going 77 and 85 or 80 and 82. Like That's what they do. That's what they've done over the last six, seven, eight years. And, and the last that, time they made the playoffs was in 2014. Yeah, so that's why you have to kind of, uh, you know, retool your draft order and then get like a bunch of pitchers in, in yeah. last year's draft and then what did you do during the offseason get a lot more pitching to um to, to help out you know the guys that you've got the bats you've got the bats and yes, to, you're, you're right ward is just tearing the seam off the ball i mean he has like the the team triple crown right now basically above yeah. trout on everything on base slugging uh hits yeah who average who would have guessed um like you look back a year and a half two years ago that Taylor Ward would be the better player than Joe Adele. Everybody was just talking about Joe Adele, and Joe Adele, I think, was just sent down. So it yeah. just goes to show you don't. I, I can't remember Taylor Ward being talked about as the, you know, the the next wonder of the world, if you will. No, and his first two seasons were really underwhelming. I mean, they were short, small yeah. sample sizes, but they were underwhelming, you know. But I mean, he's he's found something this right. this this season. A uh, little uh, before we close out here, I do like to do this when uh, the Rays face. Uh, a foreign opponent or opponent that they don't face very often. Uh, former Rays alert. Matt Duffy is on the 40-man roster of the LA Angels. So is Aaron Loop, Andrew Velasquez, and Kenny Rosenberg as well, former Rays wow. armhand. And a little USF shout-out, Jimmy Herget, former pitcher for the Bulls, is on the roster. So very there cool. we go. Um, Do you think we're going to win this series? I don't know. I would, if we're just looking at it, I would say no, but I think they're going to be very, very good games. I'm going to say yes. They're going to win. Uh, they're they're going to they're gonna win the series. Yeah. Springs versus Syndergaard. That's an L. Kluber versus Detmers. That's a with W. That's a W. McClanahan versus Otani. I'm Maybe hoping. Maybe McClanahan, uh, you know, Meatball McClanahan makes an appearance with all the power that the Angels have. And I'm, Otani I'm, throws a dominating performance. The splitter, the Rays can't hit it. Uh, and uh, the Rays go into their off day losing a series. But it's the, not the end of the world. On the contrary, they're going to get out of L.A. with or Anaheim, rather, with a W. Shane McClanahan actually goes deep. Otani gets hit around a little bit. He has to be taken out by the fifth. Okay. That's what's happening. Oh, yeah. Put your money where your mouth is on Bet Online. There you go. That's what I'm going to do. Let's and do I'm going to come out with uh, Cashola. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked on MLB podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>